Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Every day, the choices we make create our imprint the mark we leave through our life and on the world. I'm Natalie Walton and this podcast is for you if you want to make better decisions in your daily life, from how you create and run your home to building a meaningful business and life that you love. If you're interested in living more intentionally and responsibly, come join me and leading creatives, entrepreneurs and experts every week. Together, let's create an imprint worth leaving. Before we start today's episode, I want to share with you something exciting that I've been working on. As you know, I'm a big believer in making our homes the best that they can be, whatever stage we're at on our journey. How we do this is central to my books, This Is Home, The Art of Simple Living, and Still The Slow Home. And so I've turned this 10 steps on how to make a home from my first book into an online workbook that you can apply to your own home. So if you'd really like to create a place that you can love today, then go to nataliewalton.com to receive this free workbook. I hope that you find it helpful and it sets you on the path to creating a home that you truly love. Just go to nataliewalton.com to download the free workbook. Okay, 
back to today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're all well. I'm very excited to talk about this episode because I think it's one of the most powerful ways that we can feel good in our life and also to get the results that we want and just to to really feel good within ourselves. It's something that I realized recently, just this past week, and it's something that I get a reminder of every now and then. And that is about the power of sleep. So I've called this episode Back to Baseline. That's what my sort of working title is for it. I kind of usually write something to keep me on track about, you know, what my thoughts are around a particular subject or a topic and and thinking about how it might be able to help you in some way. And recently I had a lot of deadlines. I was finishing off the studio. I had created a mini masterclass, I launched a course, and I was finishing off some content in relation to the course. And it was a lot of work, and I was under a lot of deadlines all at once, and consecutive deadlines too, which is not something that I usually like to do. I often I enjoy working with deadlines. I've spoken about this in the past. I find that I get things done if I have a deadline and I find it's really helpful to me. But then once I've completed a deadline, I do like to give myself some breathing space and some time to sort of recalibrate and just get back to to my baseline. And I didn't get that chance this time around. Everything was happening at once just because of the nature of, in many ways, probably the studio renovation, it went longer than what we were expecting due to sort of so many delays in relation to COVID and it had a big knock-on effect. So there were certain things that we couldn't get in time. There were trades who weren't available because of COVID. You know, they were held up with other projects or those other projects were held up. So there was this huge knock-on effect and it meant that finishing the studio happened much later than what I anticipated. I had hoped that we would have had everything finished off by the end of last year, but it didn't quite happen that way. And there were all those little things that you can easily underestimate how much time all of those little things take up and and finishing it off. And that was something that I really was important to me. I wanted to um, get it to a stage where I was happy with how it looked and adding those layers to make it look as beautiful as it could be. Of course, any space or home or interior, it's it's a it's a process that over time it will still evolve. And I I'm always reluctant to use the word finished when I talk about homes because I think that they are never finished. They're always a work in progress. However, I do think that you can get to a stage where it starts to feel like home. And that's what I got to with the studio, which I was happy that I did that, but it really required a big push at the end to get to that point. And then all these other things just then started to kind of have a bit of a domino effect in terms of I was had already planned to, to launch the course at a particular time. So then I was kind of butting up one thing against the other without having any breathing space in between which as I mentioned, is not normally how I like to work, but sometimes 
life is like that and you've just got to get through it and do the best you can. So I really felt like I was hugely off kilter in so many areas of my life because I had all these deadlines that were compounding. I was working like crazy, trying to get all the things done, working weekends, working very late into the night, which is something that I, you know, have very much said to myself that I didn't want to be doing this anymore. And it was creeping back and I was getting very upset with myself about it. But at the same time, I knew that this was not going to be forever and to just accept it and get it done and then make sure that this wouldn't happen again. So that to sort of try and build in the time, of course, hopefully, you know, we don't have something like COVID happen again. I know it's not all resolved, but that we're not going to be in that kind of situation where some extraordinary thing happens beyond the ordinary that we we have no concept of. Um, but what it really meant was that I was working around the clock. And when I was working around the clock, I wasn't getting enough sleep. And I really realize now that I've had some sleep, how much that then impacts so many other areas of my life. So because I wasn't getting enough sleep, I was going down the slippery slope of eating the wrong foods, which for me is sugar. And I really needed, I tried to eat as much as possible healthy sugar. So the thing that got me through was there's this amazing chocolate, it's a local chocolate called Loco Lux. I'm pretty sure it's local. Um, and they've got all these medicinal herbs in it. So it's got really great ingredients and it's a really good quality one, but that really got me through. If any of you've had that, you know what I mean. It's it's an amazing um, little chocolate. It's very small, but uh, packs a punch. And so I was kind of going down that path of eating that and really wanting carbs, a lot of carbs, which I don't normally eat a lot of. So I just wanted to have cheese and Vegemite on toast for lunch, you know, those kind of comfort foods as well. I just needed to have the, even though you can kind of slump from carbs, but the sort of that instant energy that it gives me. So I wasn't eating as well because I was working so much. I had stopped going for my walks, which is something that always make me feel better. And, and I could also tell within my, my own brain that I was starting to get a little bit manic it's not something that happens to me very often. And I was also starting to get a bit anxious and I'm quite in tune with my own body and how it feels and the impact that food has on my body, the impact that, you know, social media has on my brain, um, too much screen time. I'm really conscious of all of that. I'm very in tune and I do feel like I'm either really sensitive or maybe other people just aren't aware but for me, those things really do have an impact on how I feel. So I could sense that I was starting to feel more and more anxious and really kind of getting a little bit down as well, which is not something that I often experience, but I was feeling like it wasn't ever going to end. Obviously, working around the clock affected my, my family time as well as my downtime. So normally in the evening, I would read. I couldn't even read. And that is very unusual for me to not be able to read a little something before I go to bed. I was just exhausted. And I even got sucked into um, someone I follow on Instagram. She kind of created this little mini documentary almost on her stories. 
and the former journalist in me was kind of compelled by the story. I sometimes get sucked into these uh, news stories about crime or other things. I actually studied criminology when I was at university and almost did a master's in criminology. So I'm really fascinated by um, what people do and why they do it and the kind of the human condition and the human brain and what makes us do the things that we do. And I really got sucked into this story. I mean, she was a good storyteller and and I'm not normally one to kind of get sucked into social media. And I knew that I was getting sucked in, but, and it wasn't productive. So, you know, and that very rare moment that I did have a bit of downtime, like that's what I was watching and I knew it wasn't the right thing for me. And so, as I mentioned, it really was this, um, this catalyst of having all these deadlines, not having enough sleep, which meant that I wasn't eating well, I was working too much so that I wasn't doing my exercise or having downtime, um, not having as much family time in terms of, I mean, obviously I'd still have my, you know, we have our two hour breakfast kind of morning routine and we have our two hour evening bedtime routine and dinner and all of that. But, um, some of that, I was actually getting cut short as well. So, you know, like missing out on that kind of connection with the children and my husband, which sort of you know, we, we're social beings. We need that social interaction. We need to have that, that touch and that, you know, feel of other people. And, and as I mentioned, I really could sense that I was, um, feeling low and that it was getting to me and it was just too much. And it was a red flag. And I knew when I was in it, I kept reminding myself that it was not something that was going to last forever. And I kept reminding myself that I have to find a way to not get into this situation again. And that's kind of what I'm looking at at the moment. Okay, what can I do so that I am not doing so much? And how can I still create the things that I want to and meet my, you know, my obligations in terms of financial obligations and all of those things? Um, but still kind of have the balance in my life. And I had an one good night of sleep. I kind of, I hit my deadline and I went to bed at a reasonable time and it was just the best feeling in the world. And the next day I sort of realized I actually didn't want to eat anything that was bad. You know, I didn't want to have anything sugary. And even though I still felt tired and I wanted to go for a walk, and I wanted to do the things that are my baseline and my baseline in terms of this is when I feel good. You know, this is, should be my operating level. You know, this is, it's like with a computer when you have too many windows open and it starts to go slower and it's actually not very effective. And it was like that for me that I realized this is like my, you know, what I want my baseline to be, which is getting enough sleep, it's eating the right foods, getting my exercise, having downtime and, you know, not, not kind of getting in, sucked into social media, the things that I just don't add any value to my life. And those things are so important to me. Of course, family time is important. And to me, that's kind of like a, almost like a non-negotiable. And I know that that will always be something that I prioritize and, 
but it's easy to forget all of the other things, the things that really do make you feel so good and that they make you operate at your best level. They make you be a a better person in terms of how you interact with other people and how you feel about yourself as well. It's um I've, I've this happened to cut to me a couple of times whereby I haven't had enough sleep and the next day the next day I've realized oh a hangover is actually so much about sleep. I don't really drink anymore. I I can't I go, you know, occasionally when when I'm my life is in a bit more balance, occasionally my husband and I will have maybe a beer on a Friday afternoon, but um but I I can't I really can't remember the last time I had a drink. Um it was probably like maybe a couple of months ago and and certainly I can't remember the last time I was hungover like that I really can't even think about when that was but I I've certainly had many instances of that in my life where I have been hungover the next day and um and that feeling the next day where you just feel so crap basically and I realize so often that feeling even that feeling because when I if I'm feeling hungover then the next day I want to eat rubbish food. I want to eat carbs. I want to eat sugar. I want to have the things that really are not good for me. And I know now that so much of that feeling relates to sleep and how powerful and important sleep is for our general well-being. And I certainly, I went through a period in my life as well where I was often working very, very late. And with the exception of a few projects, I really don't do that anymore. It's really important for me to make sure I'm getting at least seven hours sleep, if not, you know, more, and um, that I can wake up with my natural body clock. So this is just a, a short little episode for you to think about what your baseline is. When do you feel your best? And really notice about when you are feeling at your optimal level and what that is for you and really consider the the impact of sleep. I know some of you have got young children and of course that is is really hard to to kind of feel good when you're so sleep deprived but the things that have worked for me in the past in terms of those early years of when you're being woken up having to feed um you know, a newborn baby or an infant is, there were two things that really helped me during that period. The first was to just really take it easy during the day. I was never someone who could nap during the day. I'm still not. I, I just, I can't nap. Um, I, I can't relax enough, but to just sort of take it slow and easy and not try and give yourself too much stuff to do and be kind to yourself during that particular season. And the other thing that has really helped, and this is actually what I did in amongst all these deadlines, I started meditating again because my head, I could feel that it was getting so fried with the lack of sleep and the wrong foods and 
kind of getting sucked into some of these stories on social media that really I didn't need to get sucked into. And it was kind of taking over my brain space. I could really sense that was to carve out that time to just have quiet time. And I I kind of, when I don't meditate for a period of time, I do go through ebbs and flows with meditating, but when I don't do it in a while and I sit there, I notice it actually takes me a while to be able to build up to, um, sort of the 20 minutes, which I know is many people say that that's kind of a, a really good time frame for meditation. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's even two. And certainly in the mornings when we're sort of trying to get the children ready for school. And if I've just done a quick yoga session, cause sometimes if I don't get to walk, I will just do a little bit of yoga, like a 10 minute stretch with yoga. And I will just sit there for two minutes at the end and I feel that that two minutes is just a time to have a little bit of quiet to ground myself and sort of get to my my good baseline for the day. So that is something that you could consider if you can just give yourself two minutes or if you can't sleep or nap during the day when you've got a, you know, a little person, an infant or a newborn, can you meditate for five minutes? Can you meditate for 10 minutes? I think that for me, I always find that being very restrictive with things and saying, oh, it's got to be 20 minutes. I can very easily get into beating myself up that, oh, I didn't do 20 minutes, you know, like I'm not doing it right or I'm not doing it well or whatever. But that's one of the things that I've learned over the years is just whatever works with you. If it's just two minutes, if it's five minutes, something is better than nothing. And, um, really as much as possible, whatever stage you're at in your life to really try and get enough sleep because it is so powerful for you in terms of getting the work done in terms of feeling your best and, and really in many ways living your best life. So as I mentioned, this is just a quick little episode, but I hope that it helps you in your daily life or for your week. So as always, Um, I'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram. And in the meantime, I look forward to connecting again with you next week. All of the links and info you need to access for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.